to the Consider This podcast. My name is Savan. And I'm Faith. And this is a podcast where we take real life events and we give them a kingdom perspective. We're so happy to have you guys back for episode two. So welcome back, everybody. We're going to go ahead and start our episodes like we always do, Mm -hmm. giving you just a little bit of background of who we've been feeling like these last couple of weeks, actually. So let's start off with Savan. Yeah, (laughs) so I've been feeling a lot like Moses these past weeks and really this um, year so far. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past seasons, I've really been someone that has said no to God anytime Mm. he would ask me to do something bold and courageous Mm -hmm. and just out of my comfort zone. But lately I found myself saying yes. And really it's been him saying it for me. Like I feel like the Holy Spirit is like pushing it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, like, I got you. Like no more games. Mm-hmm. Like now. This now, is the season. Your purpose now. Right. Um, I've had a few opportunities, including this podcast, yeah. that I've had to step out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know, God gave Moses help, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't send me Aaron. He was like, look. I get it. I hear you. You're scared. You feel like you need help. And I got you. Yeah. And I feel like God has been giving me people that Mm -hmm. can help me along my journey in the spots that I'm weak, they're strong, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of help each other. So, yeah, I've been feeling a lot. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I'm always a fan of Moses. Um, He had a big purpose, as Mm -hmm. we can see. Um, So he's a good person. I've been feeling like Peter uh, these last couple of weeks, actually. Peter, whenever he was stepping out on faith to walk on water, when uh, he was like, you know, Jesus, if that's you, let me come. And God was like, come. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically the part where when he stepped out, all was fine until he started looking at the wind and the waves and he began to panic and he sank. And God immediately helped him out. But I've been feeling like that. Uh, in my life, and it's actually something constant. If I don't keep my eyes on the Lord, mm-hmm. I automatically I'm in the trenches. Right. Like I'm panicking, I'm worried, I'm anxious. And these last couple of weeks, specifically with work and other things, um, like you said, God has been calling us to do more. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is our season of doing more. That's why we're doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can get scary especially if you take your eyes off of the Lord. And so when I've been having these conversations at work about promotions and things like that, or things out of my comfort zone, the second I'm like not walking with God, I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. There's no way. And I began to sing. So I've been feeling like Peter, but the good news is God immediately saved Peter Mm -hmm. and took him out of that water. So I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord (laughs) and not going to get caught up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what we've been feeling like. We're going to go ahead and hop into our topic this week, a pretty heavy topic. And that topic is mental health. We've been seeing all over social media, the different influencers, different people who have been struggling with their mental health. Um, Our former Miss USA, Mm -hmm, 2019, 2019, beautiful woman, um, unfortunately committed suicide not too long ago. I personally have heard in just the last two weeks of three people who I know or my family know who have committed suicide. Um, We're seeing the events of Kanye West uh, kind of displayed all over social media with his mental health struggles. And so obviously, you know, Savannah and I are not doctors, so we're not going to be addressing the kind of chemical imbalance that sometimes comes with mental health. We're going to be addressing the spiritual portion. Mm -hmm. So the spiritual warfare, the things that go on in our minds when we're struggling, that's the aspect and that's the direction we want to come at it with. Um, But in no way do we want to kind of disregard the 
health aspects of mental health, right? When you may need to see an actual professional or go to a clinic, we want to talk about the aspects where God is working or when you need to kind of clear your mind and get that clarity. So our first kind of approach we want to talk about is how to know when the enemy is talking or when God is talking to you. And I think that's what causes a lot of us to struggle with our mental health because we're having kind of a raging war in our mind Mm -hmm. and we're letting the enemy kind of take control. So I wanted to talk about how to kind of dispose of those negative thoughts um, and really focus more on what the Lord says about you to kind of strengthen yourself Mm -hmm. in that. What do you think about that? So I think the way to tell when the enemy is talking Mm. and when God is talking is by knowing God's voice. Mm. And knowing God's voice means that you know his word. There's so many um, scriptures. and I mean, the whole Bible tells us what he thinks of us, what he's called us to do, Mm -hmm. the plans that he has for us. Mm -hmm. And the more you get into your word, the more you're able to determine who's speaking to you. Absolutely. If you are going throughout your day and you are saying that you're nothing, you're nobody, Mm. you're worthless, Mm. um, you have no purpose, Mm. no one loves you, well, that's the complete opposite of what God says. says. Mm. Because God loves you. God has made you beautifully and wonderfully, right? Of course. And fearfully, and um, he's called you to so much. Right. he loves you unconditionally. I know I just said that, but he loves you unconditionally. I mean, it's worth, it's worth saying twice. Is that important? You know, so when you think those thoughts, you have to ask yourself, like, okay. I mean, it's a clear way to determine. Right. Because the enemy's right. going to tell you Lots, bad right. things about you. And you know a way that I think really the enemy sneaks in is by the things that we subconsciously feed our spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know Savannah and I have talked about this from time to time. The music that we're listening Mm -hmm. to, the shows that we're watching, those are kind of some easy ways, I feel like, for the enemy to sneak in. Yeah. Um, If we're watching a show, I know that I don't watch Euphoria um, because I know the main lead has depression and struggles with her mental health. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like, oh, that's not something I should normalize or be constantly watching. Mm And I think certain things like that we have to pay attention to. You know, what are your triggers? Um, What are some things that set you back? And making sure that you're avoiding those. Because that's a way that the enemy can kind of sneak in his sneaky little ways or thoughts or ways uh, that you can think about yourself. Right, it opens the door. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us to focus on what's good, what's Mm -hmm. noble, what's loving, you know. And when we take our minds off of that, then it just allows the enemy a little, a little foot. Yeah, yeah. We, he, he, don't, he don't got no room over right. here. <laughs> but one thing that I did want to talk about, because I will say, you know, if we're talking about our testimonies, we're talking about mental health. In the past, I've struggled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that has been an overcoming hurdle for me is being able to differentiate in my mind what is an anxious thought versus what is wisdom. Because, see, my anxiety will tell me, or when I do struggle with it is, oh, well, that's wisdom, right? Like, God is giving you wisdom not to walk in this place. Like, something could happen, but then whenever I'm being too anxious about it, I'm like, that's not wisdom, though, right? So my question is, for the people like me, what do you think about that kind of internal struggle when it may be twisted into, well, is this God? Is this wisdom? Yeah, so I think you have to ask yourself, like, what feelings 
are being um, felt in the moment? Mm-hmm. Like, are you full of fear? Mm-hmm. Are you like sweating, you yeah. know, scared? Because that's anxiety. Mm-hmm. If God really gave you wisdom not to go somewhere or do something, there would be a peace because anything that God gives, it brings peace. peace. Like, yeah, that's just that's who he one. is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that that will help you to clearly um separate the two that's a good that's a good Mm -hmm. word and and it goes back to what you said earlier just knowing god's word you know knowing who he is and how god presents himself Mm -hmm. allows us to kind of differentiate in our mind when the enemy is attacking or when god is trying to speak to us yeah and it's not an easy fix but Mm -hmm. doing those things like asking yourself how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and what god says um, in his word, it's just a process that mm-hmm. you kind of have to do over and over and over again until you really get good right. at hearing his voice mm-hmm. and knowing when to like shut the devil up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one thing that we did want to touch on in this podcast is kind of the old time church stigma of mental health. The church has been getting a lot more revolutionized now. I will say a lot of mm-hmm. people are speaking up um, just because I think it's so common you can't not speak up. Like if you're called to the church and you're helping the world, this is a current world issue that needs to be spoken about. But I know in the past, it's been something that's been kind of taboo. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know how, if you've experienced that or if you've seen that in the church, um, or what are your thoughts about the old way that we used to deal with mental health in the church? So I think like the way, not only church, but the black culture and not even the black culture, but any type of um, race of color, you know, like Mm -hmm. we, if you go way back, 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 back in the day, Mm -hmm. we were taught to survive. Right. And when you have to survive, you're looking for food, you're Mm -hmm. looking for shelter, you're making sure just the basic necessities. Yeah. You don't have time Mm -hmm. or energy to like, focus on feeling sad right it's like do what you have to do Mm -hmm. and move on with your life and unfortunately that has kind of trickled down Mm -hmm. into the current generation Mm -hmm. and so kids who are or not even just kids but people in general who are dealing with depression dealing with anxiety they have the parents and the grandparents and the great-grandparents who really just don't get it right and you know it's the same in the church Um, they just don't get it and they think you know because even back in the day it was more like pray about it right it's always been a thing I remember in my household we weren't allowed to say what we were struggling with because it was kind of like speaking it into Mm. existence but also there's a little bit of clarity in saying like oh this is what's going on now we can address it Mm -hmm. but sometimes in the churches don't speak it and it's not speaking it over yourself it's just saying okay, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Let's work from here. Yeah. And and I think that goes to say with what you were saying about the cultural aspect of how we view mental health. It's like, you don't take that on you. You don't take that struggle on to you. You keep moving. You keep surviving. Right, because there's nothing wrong with admitting the truth. Right. Just because you admit something doesn't mean that that's your destiny. Doesn't right, mean you, you don't have to stay there. there. But mm-hmm. just like in like AA or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they have those steps <laughs> Absolutely. and it's like the first 
step into getting better is admitting is admitting mm-hmm. so there's nothing wrong with admitting that mm-hmm. you have depression that you have anxiety mm-hmm. it's what you do after that right. is what matters are you gonna stay there or are we gonna try and heal from this point yeah. mm-hmm. so even at the beginning when we were talking about who we felt like and i said peter and i was saying how it's important to keep our eyes focused on the lord it reminded me of a scripture um, I believe it's First Chronicles sixteen eleven. Mm-hmm. Seek the Lord and His strength, uh, and seek His presence continually. I believe the word is, and I think when we're struggling and we're battling with our mind and our thoughts, seeking the Lord continually is what's going to get us out of that. Mm-hmm. It's not just kind of a one day, a one minute fix. We have to constantly go to the throne for God to kind of heal us from the inside out. Yeah, in church today, actually, um, a pastor, Pastor Chris, he was doing the opening and he mm-hmm. was saying how he needs God to repair him daily. Like, Every this day. is a daily mm-hmm. thing. And I think as sometimes new believers are in Christ or even old believers, uh, especially when you've gotten used to being with God, we can forget that daily need, mm-hmm. right? And we can get caught up in our routines. And as soon as, like I said with Peter, as soon as we take our eyes off the Lord, that's when I feel like we give the enemy room to kind of sneak in. Right. You're never a, a, a good enough Christian. Right. Like, never. You're always growing. Every day. And the word, I mean, not the word, but, well, it's in the word. The mm. prayer says our daily bread. Mm. Like, give us our daily bread mm. because it's only enough for today. We right. got to come back. We right. got to come eat again tomorrow. Mm. You know what, when you mention daily bread, it reminds me of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness and God was providing for them manna. I really felt like that's a lesson for all of us to take because the manna didn't last until the next day. It immediately was old. If they tried to keep it, it didn't last. And so I feel like God is teaching us to every day you have to come to me. You know, whatever filled you up yesterday may not be the same thing that fills you up today. Come every day, get that daily bread, be renewed. Um, And I think that's important that we go to the word every day. We seek him every day. Absolutely, because every day you're facing a new (laughs) It's something else, right? (laughs) Every day, if the enemy gets up every day, you better get in that word every day. What is it? The full armor of God. Mm-hmm. I remember being little and my dad was like, read this prayer, the, <laughs> the helmet of salvation. But it's necessary. Yeah. Right. Especially in the times that we live in when we're exposed to so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that exposure and it goes back to what we feed our spirit. Mm-hmm. That exposure is just many open doors for the enemy to kind of creep in. Yeah. And so one thing that we also wanted to touch on is the importance of trying to get around like-minded people because it goes back to what we feed our spirit Mm -hmm. right if we're around somebody that's constantly speaking negative Mm. what does that do to our perspective because if you're constantly around somebody who you know their first reaction is something negative I feel like it can kind of damper your mood and kind of make you think in that same light like oh well today's not a good day when really was it not a good day or did one or two not good things happen And so if you're not around somebody who's willing to kind of point out the good in life, I feel like it can put a damper on your mood as well. Yeah, it's insane when people um, believe that who they hang around doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, none of us are 100% ourselves. Of course. We are all pieces of our surroundings Mm -hmm. that's your environment that's what you watch what you listen to Mm -hmm. and the people that you hang with like you're a little piece of them like 
something down to style right. or, you know, a food. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you just kind of feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise that you feed off of each other's um, positivity or negativity. Mm-hmm. So it, it is really important to watch who you hang around because slowly and surely you'll become that person. I have had friends where I would tell myself like, no, like I'm never going to do what they do Mm -hmm. or like I'm my own person. But when I look back, I allowed myself to get in certain situations and it was because I became accustomed to what I was around. Being around that normalizes that type of behavior, Mm -hmm. right? So it no longer seems like, oh, that's really negative. It just seems like the norm. You know, I know a term that I'm working on. If you're not on TikTok or if you don't see this, uh, I take it with a grain of salt. But I think a lot of us, especially millennials, Gen Z, the term is, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I hear that so much, and I say that, low-key, a little bit too much. Have you heard? You don't hear that? So, I've seen on the comments, like, let's say there's, like, a cute couple Mm -hmm. or, like, someone living their best life. Mm -hmm. People in the comments will be like, oh, you guys are so cute. I'm going to drink a bottle of bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why why are we doing this? No, it's really popular. One of my students, actually, I accidentally called her name in the Mm -hmm. cafeteria on the microphone. She's like, miss, I'm going to kill myself because embarrassment. And it's a joke, right? Mm -hmm. But also power in the tongue, Yeah, right, to say that. And I find myself, because the kids I'm around say it as a joke, Mm -hmm. I'll say it, but it's what am I speaking into my life, right? And I'm saying that. And so I think that goes back to kind of focusing on who we're hanging around because they influence what we say, how we react, and they normalize certain behaviors that maybe God isn't calling us to normalize. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And and the more you hang around those people, the further you get from God. Mm -hmm. And um, the more you kind of lose track or lose... um, sensitivity to his voice Mm, that's a good word that really is and I think it's important sometimes that we calm down all the noise the clutter of the world Mm -hmm. to be able to hear his Mm -hmm. voice right because sometimes it's not loud it's when you're in your word you'll hear that small still voice approach you and kind of speak into your heart yeah I saw this um quote one time on Pinterest I think Mm -hmm. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but something like um, if you if you find yourself anxious or dealing with anxiety, that means that you're too close to the world and too far from God. I like that. Yeah. Because like, a, mm, that's a word. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And before we leave the like-minded conversation, I want to talk about the importance of linking up if you're going to get therapy with a like-minded therapist. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important um, if you're seeking therapy to kind of try and find somebody who's on the same faith walk as you, or at least a believer, right? Because when you're trusting somebody to kind of guide you, do you want the worldly guiding or do you want that guiding that comes with Christ as well? Yeah, I think that everything that we do as Christians should lead us to Christ. Mm -hmm. So that even comes down to the advice you give and you take you Mm want to make sure that it's leading you to do the things that God has called you to do and to think the way that God has called you to think and a lot of times you know people who aren't believers they you can look at them or they look at themselves and they're like I'm a good person I'm giving Mm -hmm. you like good advice Mm -hmm. right but 
there's good advice and there's holy advice, right? right? There's there's wisdom that mm-hmm. comes from God. Mm-hmm. And some things that the world may think mm-hmm. is good is actually pulling you away Perfect. from him. So you have to be careful about what you take in mm-hmm. um, because it may not be what God wanted you to receive. Right. Because even when I'm taking advice from friends who I know aren't actively, you know, in mm-hmm. their word and in their walk, some of the things they say, I'm like, what? That's like complete opposite right, of what right. I should ever do. Right. But to them, it's like, yeah, you know, like it's it's good. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. So you got to be very careful with that. Right. And I know that a lot of us, especially if we're walking with the Lord, uh, have discernment. Mm-hmm. So I'm not knocking that. Sometimes you may feel like, well, I could get a regular therapist and I'll just discern what is good and what yeah. is bad. But... I think that's tiptoeing because when you're seeking for therapy, that's a very vulnerable place, Mm -hmm. right? And in that vulnerability, are you going to be on guard with that discernment? Yeah. Right? And you may not. You may be able to be um, on guard and vulnerable at the same time, but I feel like it's kind of playing a little bit with fire. And just to be secure that you're still walking in your purpose with God and getting that help, hopefully you can find somebody that, you know, intertwines, you know, they have that good actual background of therapy, uh, but they also have a little bit of background with Jesus as well. A good example of that is Dr. Anita Phillips. If you guys haven't checked her out, she is doing pioneering for uh, the Christian community with her knowledge of therapy and mental health, as well as her knowledge of the Bible. So I think if you can kind of find somebody who has both, um, it's a little bit more, I think it'll be helpful. Yeah, and another um, psychologist is Dr. Caroline Leaf, I think that's mm-hmm. her name. I think she, um, I don't know where I saw her. I want to say it was Elevation Church. She mm-hmm. was a guest speaker there, but she's really good too, and she's um, faith-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she takes science, and she takes God, and she mixes the two. Right, and, she's and that's, like, what I, yeah. that's what we want, mm-hmm. right, just to make sure. And one of the ways to protect our mental health is by setting up boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working <laughs> on setting up those boundaries and sticking to them. Um, but, Savon, do you have any experiences with, you know, sticking or setting up some boundaries? Yeah, so in the past, I've kind of just cut people off. Like, <laughs> I'm, good for, I'm good for that, too. I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, bye, <laughs> like you never existed. Um, but as I've grown in my faith and mm-hmm. as I've, Um, continue to walk with God and he's revealed my purpose to me I understand that I'm going to deal with difficult people Mm -hmm. and it may not always be in my favor but it may align with my purpose to keep those people in my life so there are people in my life and I'm sure there will be people in my life that I've I will and that I have had to kind of create those boundaries Mm -hmm. kind of distance myself and know what to say to them or how long to be around them while still being the person that God has called me to Mm -hmm. be because um you never know I might be that light or I might be that that blessing for them so I never want to um stray away from a difficult person because we're all difficult right when you think about it and as you grow in Christ you will understand that it's really not about you Mm -hmm. and you're gonna find yourself in situations that just don't bring you any good. Right. 
And if you're trying to identify, you know, when you need to set up a boundary, a boundary is just um, setting a line for yourself that nobody else can cross, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're considering, well, when do I need to, you know, set up a boundary? It's when something I think contradicts with the word of God. Rather that be contradicting with who God says you are, maybe somebody speaks to you in a way that doesn't align with how you should be spoken to, right? It's not how God views you. Um, then that's a boundary you may need to set up. Well, I'm not going to partake in conversations that make me feel less than who God is calling me to be. Okay, boom, a boundary. Or maybe a boundary is not being around your friends when they're diving into a behavior that God has already called you out of. And so I think a good method when you're trying to identify what boundaries in my life do I need to uh, start setting up, look at what or who is calling you away from God. And maybe that can help you with, you know, setting up some things um, or lines that you don't think should be crossed. Yeah. Additionally, outside of boundaries, I think a really good approach to kind of helping clear your mental space is how you come to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, God is my therapist. (laughs) I lay it all out in that vulnerability of kind of telling God what I need, how I'm feeling really supports me and like validates that emotion but I can feel the Lord kind of speaking in the next couple of hours next couple of days addressing the concerns that I brought to him Mm -hmm. and so I think us being honest with the Lord and what we're struggling with and really talking to him and being vulnerable can be one of the leading steps to kind of clearing your mental space yeah um, a lot of times I'm speaking for myself when Mm -hmm. I say this Uh, We just aren't desperate enough. You know, Mm -hmm. God loves a desperate heart, an honest heart, a heart that comes to him and surrenders it all, doesn't hold anything back. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like God knows everything anyway. Mm -hmm. He he just wants you to want him to know, right? Like he wants to be your best friend, your father, your therapist. You know, the Bible calls him a counselor. Like Mm -hmm. he's all these things and he wants you to fully accept all that he is and take advantage of that like go to god be honest with him get on your knees Mm -hmm. cry your heart out like he's the only one that you can really do that with without any judgment Mm -hmm. and you not only do you not feel judged but you leave with something Mm -hmm. right he pours something into you Mm -hmm. you have peace you have love you have hope um so yeah i think a lot of times like we're just not desperate enough and that's why we don't see change in those areas um in the times that i've prayed to god and Mm -hmm. i didn't see anything happen it's like well were you really honest Mm -hmm. or were you just kind of like sugarcoating what you were going through and just you know i i definitely think we have to get good at that and i agree and i can kind of speak i share the same sentiment of sometimes going to god and not i think it's something about being vulnerable and like really saying what's hurting mm-hmm. you because sometimes it's hard to even be like god this is hurting me because you want to say well god you know and yeah. if you know why are you letting it hurt me and so sometimes it can be hard to come to god and say but there have been times where i'm like oh god let me have a good day but there's actually something weighing on my heart but like you said i'm i wasn't desperate enough to be truly vulnerable mm-hmm. but once i was and i really was like god this is what it is like mm-hmm. i can't do this this is that and the third then I felt God like, okay, now I can pour into you because you are opening up and you're sharing with me what you need. Yeah, and when you allow yourself to get vulnerable, um, a great thing happens. You know, He's able to 
help you like dig deeper mm-hmm. and then you really get to like the root like a therapist right, with you like right. it's no longer like oh i'm just sad because mm-hmm. like i don't have this job or i'm sad because that person broke up with me like no like you dig might deeper. get to the childhood yeah. trauma after yeah. you finish praying to god you know? and crying out to him but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny. He really is like a therapist. He really is. I treat him like one. I know sometimes he'd be like, girl. <laughs> Call your human Yay. therapist. <laughs> he'd like, give me a break. No, I'm kidding. God never, 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 never. That's the good thing, though. Yes. Like, he's literally the only person in this world, in your life, that you can go to and just, just be free. Mm-hmm. There's so much freedom in, in And there's him. so much peace in that, mm-hmm. right? Having a space where you can be fully vulnerable in. Yeah. I don't know why, but when we go through things mm-hmm. and we deal with depression, we deal with anxiety, a lot of times God is just the last resort like he, we we think of every single thing else like we listen to sad music when we're sad like what's that gonna do make us more sad uh we go on vacation right. we go to sleep uh we i don't know we might if it's our job that's upsetting us we go straight to indeed mm-hmm. we're like you know what i'm, I'm done leave. i'm, I'm quitting. Done. i'm on my lunch break mm-hmm. looking for another job um but we just don't go to God enough first. Yeah. We don't go to prayer enough first. Um, you know what I think that has to do with? I think sometimes, and I'm just going to speak for myself, sometimes when I'm struggling, it's because of the mess that I created. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it can be hard to go to God being like, fix this brokenness that I did. Because it's shame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to run, and you want to try and fix it yourself. Mm-hmm. Or, again, I'll speak for myself. I want to run. I want to fix it. And then be like, okay, God, I fixed it, even though I messed it up. And it just caused me to get worse. Right. Right. Because the only way that I can fix it is through Christ. And I think we need to stop running away from God and go to him at the source. Yeah, I agree. Have you seen that video where it's like the little girl, uh, she spilled something in the kitchen and like it was a girl or boy. I can't remember. You know, I can't remember. But (laughs) she spilled something in the kitchen and every time she tried to clean it up, more things would spill. And it just became this huge mess. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's, like, that's such a good metaphor. God. Like, God the like, more yeah. we try to clean it up, the more mess we make. Yeah, I know. You'd be like, just give it here. Just stop making it worse. Yeah. Give it here. And so seeking God initially, you know, when we're talking about depression, sadness, when you first start feeling those thoughts of brokenness or kind of uh, – um, Uh, loneliness or just really being heartbroken Mm -hmm. instead of digging deeper which is often what we do Mm -hmm. turn to god initially right because he he doesn't have um the desire to harm us or you know he wants to see us prosper like he says and a lot of times you know we we harm ourselves like you know a lot of things we go through we just don't have to go through he Mm -hmm. never intended on us going through that but because we pushed him away and mm-hmm. cut him out of the situation we've gotten ourselves into more and more and more trouble right and so when we put god first it may help to lighten the um, emotions and the feelings that lead to depression mm-hmm. um, when we call on him when we deal with those thoughts right then and there we don't allow them to grow and that's really what depression is it's 
it's feelings, it's negativity that's just gradually growing mm. in your brain and your heart to the point where you can't function. Yeah. Yeah, and in this episode so far, we've talked a lot about depression, but we don't want to gloss over the other kind of mental health um, struggles. We talked about depression because we do feel like this is something that can be addressed when coming to God, mm -hmm. right? Like Savannah is saying, we all kind of, not all of us, but some of us know that feeling of when we're sinking. And instead of turning to God, we may just sink a little bit lower. Yeah. So we believe if you initially turn to God, you know, it may not be the cure-all, end-all, but it can help you start getting your way out of um, maybe that place that you're sinking. But like I said, we didn't want to gloss over um, anxiety, um, bipolar disorder, but those are things that also can be affected by the brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so because we are not licensed professionals mm -hmm. in that field, we didn't want to be insensitive to those issues as well. Right. Um, but Savon says a really good quote. She tells me this all the time about how science and God go together. Yeah, God and science um, coexist. You know, God is the creator of all things, including science. Mm -hmm. And actually a lot of famous scientists um, that we hear about, that we learn about in school, they actually believed in a higher power. They knew it was more than just science mm -hmm. running things here. Yeah, and that's why we really want to promote, as we're promoting this episode um, on our Instagram and TikTok, you're going to see links and resources that give you tips, um, both backed up by science and biblical, mm -hmm. to help support your journey and strengthening your mental health. Because we know that science and God, like you said, they can go hand in hand. They do. And so in order for us to kind of support that growth, we want to use all the resources we can. Yeah, so we hope that you guys um, received something that you can take away and use in your week and use in your mental health journey. We love you guys so much. We're so grateful for you and uh, your listening ears on yeah. our episode two. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to do this again. So we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.